0: Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here with Slenderella in Austin, Texas, and this is truly an Austin icon that we got to have on the show today. Very excited to share her with you guys. You definitely might not know who she is but you definitely know her work if you know anything about our city so before we dive into it
1: the how do you health podcast is brought to you by slenderella slenderella is a vitamin shot and iv blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally it got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight now there is a whole line of different slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs as well as a supplement line to support all of your slenderella goals You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW Lounge Vitamin Shots. It's your one stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20 minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com.
0: Our guest today is Andy Skull, and she is the person who founded Hope Gallery, which is the graffiti wall over uh, by Castle Hill in Austin, which is an iconic place now. And we talk a lot about that. She's also the founder of Native Hostel, and Hope is still very much a big part of Austin. They've helped grow the Austin art scene, excuse me, Austin art scene over the last couple of decades and hope is only growing. They are um, creating new walls for artists to paint. They are looking forward to um, building this huge, awesome hub for art that I can't really go into too many details about yet, but it's this massive project that they're starting to work on and possibly going to break ground on pretty soon. Very exciting stuff. She is a pleasure to talk to and it's very cool to hear how this creative, awesome artist just figured out how to help others also create and make money herself at it. So I think you guys are going to love this episode. Please give it up for Andy Skull on the How Do You Health podcast. (laughs)
2: All right, well, welcome to the How Do You Help podcast. This is uh, our first time, our first time, John and I's first time using these cool new headsets because uh, we're moving up in the podcasting world. And uh, uh, we are hosting today, Andy, and uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm so excited to do this podcast because we met you at ATX Gals party last month. And we talked about Hope Gallery because you are running that and and expanding that and 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 we're excited to learn more about that. I have tons of questions for you as well too. Yeah. Uh, and then of course we have Nurse Doz over here. We'll probably get into some vitamins and some health, but yeah, let's let's uh let's get the party started.
3: We met at the very end of the party, right? What time did you get there? Yeah, just about you
4: know it was South by Southwest. So me and Miles, our Hope Art Projects director, were know, trying to make as many events as we could, and ended up towards the tail end on that one. But I think felt like that was perfect because we wouldn't have had the time to actually talk.
3: Right. Oh no, I wonder. We were making drinks, and you know we had to do give a yeah, few these shots. Amazing,
4: like changed my life drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like having my my vodka soda. You're like here, put this in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> I just remember that you're like, you mean I can get these drinks. Uh, like, whenever I want, and then when I told you about getting an IV while you're doing a podcast, you were like, wait a second, I think you had me video, like, oh yeah. record a video. I like literally said, say
4: that again, recorded it, and sent it
3: to, like, three of my partners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's a thing.
4: Well, w- With her drink,
2: she already had a drink, I just went and poured it in there.
3: Oh, <laughs> just that's what it I is, just so went and put and the packet, a
4: packet in there. In there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, from uh, b- being a beach volleyball player, we always joke about, you know, having... Gatorade and vodka, you know, like retox <laughs> and detox. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, here, do that. I'm like, is that what I'm doing right now? That's exactly That's what amazing. you're doing.
3: Did you get to go to sleep that night? Like, did you actually? Was it okay for you to go to sleep?
4: It was, yeah. But the like, I remember Miles and I left that event. We were walking down the street, and and we sat down to talk. And I'm like, Miles, I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever that was, <laughs> like this is so good. And I think, I think we're a couple days in a south by by that point yeah yeah and I I started Wednesday um like the first week and just had a really good time this year had ended up at a lot of different events but um I think by then I was like oh my god I need this so bad yeah
3: yeah (laughs) well so for the for the listeners who don't know what South by Southwest is it's like it's a interaction music film festival here in Austin in March, it's about a week and a half long now. It's almost two weeks now, right?
4: Yeah, it definitely keeps expanding. Um, yeah, it, it pretty much. Yeah, it's almost two weeks. But it is. It started as the busi- the biggest music festival conference in the world. Yeah. You know, that's what it was based on, and then, and then film, interactive, um, art is also a newer component to yeah. that, which yeah. um, hope is a part of. But yeah, it's the biggest in the world.
3: Yeah, it is. And it's international. It, people descend upon Austin, and they're like, where do we get tacos at? You know, what's this thing called Topo Chico? You know, like, they want to do all the Austin things there. And then the, the educational piece is usually at the beginning. Music's usually saved for the, the end. But, like, a lot, of, um, a lot of people have launched here. You know, Foursquare was here. Twitter got really big during South By. So yeah, yeah. the creative minds are here. So tell us, like, how Hope was involved w- during South By.
4: Oh, okay. Um, well, this year we did something different. Um, the previous years, we actually would host a a huge paint day at the Hope Outdoor Gallery. We would have 40 artists live painting all together, and we incorporated different um, concepts in that. Like one year, we had silent disco headsets that um, guests could grab, and so we had kind of DJs involved while all the artists were painting. But but because we officially closed the original Baylor Street location in January this year, um, instead we did a really cool collaboration with Facebook at Native Hostel. And this is with their new arm of Facebook called the Artists in Residency program. And um and, and the year prior, we actually had also done this collaboration mural, but we did it on our own. So basically, Uh, There's a huge 180-foot mural wall on the side of Native Hostel on the I-35 side. It's very visible. And um, the year year prior, we had 15 artists all collaborate on a giant mural for our relocation campaign that said, these walls bring us together. And that is um, the campaign that we're real excited about extending into 2020, the launch and opening of the New Hope Outdoor Gallery, across from the Austin Airport, next right next door to Carson Creek Ranch. Um, so this year uh, we had 14 artists do a collab mural, and we combined those artists with various community groups. And so these community groups consisted of um, uh, foster foster kids programs, um, the Yes Mentorship program within um, this foster care program, um, the LBGQT, uh, an LBGQT community group, and, um, man, there's one more, I don't know why I'm blanking on it right now, but, so we, we paired up the artists with community groups, and then Facebook paired one of their, um, AR artists with each of those teams, so it became one big mural that, um, that kids learn from working professionals on and then if you go there you can get like the, the AR art experience from it.
2: That's cool. The the Hope Gallery over on uh, where it used to be, what was it again? It's behind like Castle Hill. Castle Hill, something? yeah
0: Castle yeah. Hill Graffiti Wall is what a lot of people called it. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
2: was that something, that y- were you already working <coughs> on the new Hope Gallery at that point or was that because it, it was gonna get shut down?
4: So, so when I started um, the Hope Outdoor Gallery as one of our Hope projects in 2010, we always knew that it was a temporary project. You know, the owner, um, Vic Ayad, and at that time, Dick Clark, um, both, you know, were wonderful and supportive and said, hey, this sounds like a cool idea, and we're not planning on developing it for three to five years. So you know, give it a try. And at the time my thought was just that these are huge walls and there are several art forms that typically artists just don't have the opportunity to, um, you know, really practice or, you know, cut you their an teeth expressive or medium, right? Yeah, and so for muralist street artists, graffiti artists, you know, I just saw it as like a great opportunity for these types of artists and then maybe ways that we could help um, Share and promote certain messages for different campaigns that we were doing with other groups, with the kind of theme of helping other people everywhere. Um, we had no idea that it would become <laughs> one of the top tourist spots in the city. That uh, you know, it would become a top icon of Austin. Um, yeah. That would support then a giant public art movement that would lead to full-time work for hundreds of artists um, not just in Austin but around the globe <laughs>
0: what I think is interesting about sorry to pop in just like seeing that though like because I visit the I would visit you know the Hope Outdoor Gallery over by mm-hmm. Baylor Street and um, I would recognize certain artists work there that I had seen in other parts of town And just like you said, it kind of like created this awareness of like, oh, there are people who they're not just, quote unquote, just (laughs) street artists, right? Like they're producing art that they're selling in these galleries. And, you know, I've seen since I've gotten to know the art movement more because of the spaces you've opened up, like, you know, I see that they have these websites, they're traveling all over. And what's crazy is I would take all these pictures of the art that... I would often find first at the outdoor gallery and then see that same artists work. And I would recognize it somewhere else. And I would take those photos and I just kind of started sharing them on like an anonymous Instagram account. And like that Instagram account has grown. And because of that, I, I learn who the artists are because they see their work on my page and they connect with me. And like I was in LA a few weeks ago and I definitely recognized two separate artists <laughs> works on Abbott Kenny because I had seen them at your gallery in around Austin it's oh, just man. so insane. Like, that's just personal testimony of what you've done. And I'm like, I think it's so cool. But <laughs> sorry wow. to pop in and say that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: that's, that's awesome. And, um, again, I, I think sharing with people how we did not expect um, many of these things to happen the way they did. You know, that um, the importance of us just trying to do something to be be supportive towards these artists and these art forms and the opportunity to create public art Um, you know it just very much we that we've continued to respond to the way the project has grown and the need that seems to be there you know that we didn't kind of come in with these ideas and hope that they would work yeah Um, and so that that also led us to then finding a permanent home for the project
0: so, like, how did it start originally? Because you said that the Outdoor Gallery started in 2010. But, like, how did, what is HOPE? Like, what was it at first before all of that stuff? Well,
4: I mean, it is what it, what it still is today. Um, so, so, I started HOPE events and the HOPE campaign, that stands for Helping Other People Everywhere, in 2006 um, in L.A., I had moved to L.A. from Austin, and at the time, I was producing an art movement called Burn the Box, and I used to showcase artists in real estate once a month around Austin, and that also had kind of become its own little um, cult following, <laughs> if you will, because no one was doing anything in Austin at the time. You know th- That was 2005, no, I'm sorry, 2004, and, um, and so what... What kind of started with me just wanting to support my artistic friends turned into a whole production company that I was doing all the time and um, you didn't know where my once a month um, art show was unless you were on my email list social media didn't even exist I mean people (laughs) sounds like so long ago (laughs) you know because I mean the iPhone didn't come out till 2008 Know? We
0: forget that a lot. Yeah.
4: yeah so, like, for me to s- talk about something in 2004 that then pretty much evolved into the Hope Campaign. So, so I am, I'm in LA and um, I I meet this guy who is needing a play a room to rent and my roommate and I decided she's a musician actress and people may know her now if you've, do you ever watch the TV show Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I know about it. What's yeah, her name? Know about it. okay um, the the new season
0: well what's uh, what's your friend's name? Christabel Christabel okay
4: yeah so she's one of the stars in Twin Peaks mm-hmm. um, so she's been making music with David Lynch for fifteen years and um, she's incredible and her career has really taken off in so many different ways as a musician. She's a beautiful beautiful singer songwriter and uh, definitely encourage you to look her up go to her Instagram but anyway so Christabel and I are roommates and and she's like gone all the time you know she's like oh, I gotta go perform with this group for in Vietnam for like a month and I'm like really you know and then we'd have our it's
0: like why are you even paying rent <laughs> r- well,
4: well it, it was more um, because we're both from Austin we would have other artists come you know hey I'm gonna be in LA and, and she's like like, the biggest hard person ever, I mean, not to say that I'm not, but, like, (laughs) she's like, oh, my God, you could stay, stay in my place and, like, have my car, and I'm like, girl, we, like, (laughs) we have all of our friends coming and staying all the time, like, it's getting out of hand, I'm like, what, why don't, what if we rented out your room to someone that really needed it for, like, for cheap, for, like, nothing, and she was like, I like that better, too, so... (laughs) So then we put the word out to friends. Hey, uh, hey, listen, we're we're renting a, a room in Santa Monica for three hundred bucks a month. Jeez,
0: can I have <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, is that, is that still on
4: the table? Yeah, like we're we're <laughs> like, it, and so it, it needs to be someone that's just arrived in L. A. That needs help, you know, and is doing something good for the world. Like yeah. those are the parameters so uh so it didn't take long i get this call from a friend like hey i met this guy saving the world and he's sleeping in his truck and there's a documentary film coming out about him at sundance And i'm like okay sounds good that's all that checks the boxes so we meet for a beer and um yeah captain brian Steidel came over and ends up renting our room and he's the subject of this documentary film called the devil came on horseback and he released Photos to the New York Times that exposed a genocide happening in Darfur, and that's what Mm -hmm. the film is about. So basically, I then watched this film with him in our living room, and I'm like bawling. I'm like, okay, I can help you. Um, It's in a totally different way, you know. I I know I know artists, I know creatives, I know musicians. You know, we we can mobilize and share stuff like this with people in different ways than, you know, film festivals. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, okay, you know, now, how do I want to put this together? Because my, my degree is in advertising. I went to UT through the creative sequence, and um, that's how I originally started my career as an art director, creative director. Um, I designed the Don't Mess with Texas logo, like a few other that's pretty, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's awesome. it's the current one, which is weird because current now is like 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, I like put on my advertising hat, and I'm like, you know what? You need like a campaign. You've got you've got a genocide happening, and a major issue. You have a documentary film and a book that also educate people about these groups that are trying to do something about it <laughs> like there's a lot for people to digest um. so I'm like yeah let me let me think about this. So I'm like let's go let's go over to my buddy Brian's house my, my buddies' with um, Zambezi. So so I had just um, done some logo comps for them for Kobe Bryant. Um, these guys they have this ad agency and Kobe's the owner actually. And they're like, "Yeah, Andy, will you design do some logo submissions for KB twenty four? He's going to change his number." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, okay. Who else is submitting designs?" And they're like, "Blah blah blah," and Shepherd Fairy. And I'm like, "Yeah, you're a jerk. Like, obviously, <laughs> Kobe's going to pick Shepherd's design. He's not going to pick mine. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it was still it was still kind of them. I felt to ask me to submit, and so." So I go over to, to their house, I bring my, my new buddy, Brian, and I'm like, hey guys, meet this guy, here's what's going on, like, I want to help him. I have this idea of uh, this campaign, it'll be called the HOPE campaign, and it stands for Helping Other People Everywhere. Like, I literally thought of it in the car ride over. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't... You've got a marketing brain in an artist's body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
4: what I, I tell people, I'm half Asian, half artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, get, I can do spreadsheets and design at the same time. <laughs> um, that's funny. So, so anyway, that's the long story of how and why um, I started Hope. Um, basically, my, my buddies at Zambezi were like, you should talk to Shepard about this. He would be really into this. So they text him and his wife, Amanda, and next thing I know, we're meeting at the um, Studio number 1 offices in LA, um, and Shepard was like, this is great, Andy, um, your timing is perfect too, because I'm about to launch an arm of of Obey called Obey Awareness, and this will be the first project in that. So he designed the logo, he was the first Hope artist, he did the first poster. That shirt design immediately went into Urban Outfitters and Metro Park and the Buckle around the country. Within four months, we were like seeing, seeing donation checks, like it was crazy. Um, but, but what's what's the kind of cool end part of that story is, we're like, man, people are really gravitating to this word hope. You know, they're just buying the shirts and, and so. Um Another buddy of mine in L.A., he's an actor on CSI New York, and he calls me. And he's like, hey, Andy, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, helping a buddy of mine that I went to Harvard with run for president. Do you think that um, you could put me in touch with your buddy, Shepard? And, uh, and I was like, wait a minute, dude, you went to Harvard?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Why the hell are you on CSI New York? Like, okay, then second... Tell me more, like what? And he's like, yeah, his name's Obama. I'm like, ah, okay. So I, I don't believe that's how they end up actually meeting. I think it was through this other guy. But um, I know that Hill Harper was on Obama's marketing campaign team. And so they eventually got to Shepard and, um, and then he designed the Hope Obama poster. Oh. But it was after we had already launched our Hope thing um, and so, over the years, sometimes people, like, especially during that time, people are like, oh, is that a part? And I'm like, well, no, you can't technically be a nonprofit profit and do anything political. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I wish. <laughs> I would have totally played <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, so that's kind of the original, um, launch of the organization. And then, in 2009, I came to Austin for South by Southwest, and, um, and Shepard actually was DJing at Fader Ford, and um, there was just a okay. lot happening in the city that I felt, you know, when I moved to Santa Monica in 2005, after being here 12 years, it was like, there's, there still just wasn't enough happening. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the heck? We're like exploding as a city. So, so I moved back, and that's when um, I launched the Hope Farmers Market,
3: and then the Hope Outdoor Gallery. So what's the difference between the Hope Farmer's Market and the Hope Gallery? Um.
0: <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, I guess maybe a better question would be, like, why those two things?
4: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they were, they're were. they both, I think, uh, I, again, uh, I feel like almost all, all of our campaigns or projects always kind of come from a need, mm-hmm. so... Um, An old mentor and friend of mine, Reggie Thomas, owned Pine Street Station, and that's where Fader Fort was. And so, South by Southwest was over, and she's like, "What do you want to do? You know, you can use use Pine Street Station." And I'm like, "Well, we're not, you know, because when I lived here, we would throw art shows there all the time." And I'm like, "Reggie, I can't, I can't just do more art shows here. Like, if we're gonna do something, it needs to." It needs to be really beneficial for the Eastside community. Sure. So I actually, yeah, I pulled together like a little brainstorm team and called my friend Selena, who owns Big Red Sun, who, you know, was one of the first businesses to open on East Cesar Chavez. I was like, what do you think we should do? And she she didn't like, she didn't hesitate. She's like, farmer's market. And I was like, damn, that's a good idea. (laughs) Let's do that. So... And then I called a bunch of the other business owners too, and you know had a little get together, and I was like, okay, if we did this, would you support it? Do you think that there's an actual need? And so, so that's
1: that's how the farmers market started.
0: Sounds a lot like how we do business. <laughs> yeah. What do,
1: what do we need to do? Do this? All right, yeah, cool. <laughs> Let's yeah, do how that.
0: How can we be creative about it? So <laughs> you're
3: creating a need, right? Well, like there, there was a need. She I was mean. just filling it. Well, yeah, she I'm just found, you're found it. The need, yeah. Basically, right? Like you're saying, I need, which is funny for you to say that because Austin is full of artists. Right, but I don't. But it's kind of weird that you're like, there's not enough here, or at least not enough on the east side, at least. There's not enough opportunity there's for them to yeah. do it and
0: get paid and well, this showcase was in 2005. it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm saying when
4: I when I moved to Santa Monica, there was, there was the there was not any growth and opportunity happening in Austin. It was, yeah. Th- I'd say there was a good, a good a good couple years and that's what I mean that the art shows that I was hosting the last Sunday of each month were becoming bigger and bigger and more popular because there wasn't there wasn't enough opportunity going on I'm like man you know people what they just want to come to an, a free art show party like I- it, it just was it's so interesting for me to think that that was actually not that long ago yeah and now um, we're just bursting at the seams
2: yeah, I think that there's a lot of that um, room for creativity now, right? Because, uh, b- and I think it sparks each other, because you find, like, pop-up art shows all the time now, and that's, like, the thing to do, as opposed to, like, before it might have been, like, this is the only thing that we can do. Let's do that so that we can have a creative space. But now it's like, no, this this is what we should always be doing so that we can invite everyone, the whole community, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I just remember um, when I came here for college and you know the city was known as the live music capital and um, coming and just experiencing live music all over the place you know that that was kind of the uh, how do I say this right um, hope outdoor gallery ended up being a part of kind of the transition from music to now um the inclusion of of lots more art sure um yeah you know i don't remember austin being known for art when i moved here in fact it was something that i yearned for because i moved here from new jersey and i i grew up with access to new york city i would get on the train and go to the met all the time by myself as a teenager um You know, that the accessibility to those incredible museums, galleries, and, um, and public art, you know, to me when I got here was like, where's that piece? You know, and so that it's, it's, it's grown so much, so much. Um, I mean, the, the, the Blanton even is new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, and, but again, um. Watching the Hope Outdoor Gallery be this critical player in um, uh, development of public art and the interest of business and individuals to commission artists to create pieces in their homes, in their businesses, on the outside of their businesses, um, it's just been crazy to watch, and, you know, now that's been nine years.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So how, so now that you've seen the housing market change in Austin, is that changing artists coming here to Austin saying I can afford to live in Austin or not, afford, or not afford to live in Austin and be an artist.
0: Uh-oh. This week's Slenderella podcast highlight is Slenderella bliss. Slenderella bliss totally saved our Sanity and helped a ton of other people at Future Frontiers weekend this past weekend. Slenderella Bliss uses Sam E. And uh, TMG, so SAMe is a precursor to serotonin and dopamine, which are your happy hormones. And TMG ensures that it converts properly to serotonin and dopamine rather than inflammation in the body. Slenderella Bliss has been used by clients, and some of them even claim that they've been able to decrease or even stop using their antidepressant medications because of it. As always, this is not advised without physician care, but this is a wonderful product and even if you don't have depression, it will still leave you feeling happy and productive. Check out Slenderella Bliss on our website today. Oh no, I was just gonna say like from the acting perspective because I'm more in the stand-up comedy acting space. I don't know what it's like for the drawing, painting artists that you're typically dealing with, but like definitely theater is getting pushed out of Austin because the real estate is too expensive. So like A lot of like the Scottish Rite Theater is on uh, Guadalupe and I think 18th or 17th Street like that is at risk of leaving being lost Um, there's a cold town theater on Airport that's kind of like the last one that's like around that's in central Austin it seems like more and more venues are being lost to either they can't afford the rent um, or they have to move further and further out and and so like you see more and more pop-up shows like I went to a show in someone's house last weekend no like can't. and it was it was donated by someone who lived on like Koenig and 50th or something like that so it was in like this Aust- super stereotypical old Austin house and it was beautiful but like you know you see 20 people in there because it's in a room and um, that that's what I see with the like performance artists at least like a oh, fallout theater I think is the last one which is like on 6th and Lavaca and the only reason that survived, I think, is because they have five co-owners, so <laughs> they've got a lot of people putting money into it. But yeah. it's...
4: And you, are you saying this is for stand-up comedy?
0: Stand-up comedy and acting, yeah. Yeah, stage performance, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I know that the Paramount is downtown and things like that, but that's not even... They don't really put on plays there anymore. They, I mean, Aziz Ansari and Chappelle just announced they're coming there next weekend. Like, it's all big names that go through there now. Right. Yeah, so it's What's very interesting. What's funny
2: is, I mean crazy because there's an opportunity to you know from like a business owner or maybe an artist trying to become a business owner to then have to be creative in order to provide space like this for you know upcoming artists right because one of the questions that I had for you is that you know f- as from the health perspective uh, I want to make this comment because earlier I was I was in the, r- in the car with my girlfriend and she said something about like I just hate that I'm not creative. I'm not a creative person, and I hear that from other people as well too. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're all very creative. Like mm-hmm. that's a very that's a space that we can all be at at some point, that can resonate in a frequency that we can all relate to. And I think it's a very healthy space and a, and a very healthy frequency in a creative space. So I wanted to get your opinion on what you felt about health and creativity.
4: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about coming on your podcast today, I was excited because it's something that I'm specifically talking about and educating in terms of this project. So when I refer to the Hope Outdoor Gallery, I love sharing that it acted as a visual open mic for many artists and creatives. And that puts it in an easy kind of language for lots of Austinites, you know, that many and... In fact, almost all art forms are not meant to be recorded or kept forever. You know, that the, the intention and ability to be able to practice, gain your courage, try new things, that having a, s- a safe place for creativity, and that's my other kind of key talking point with the art park development that we're doing at the airport, that these are the two things that we learned very clearly about the Hope Outdoor Gallery. You know, that creating a visual open mic and um, being a safe place for creativity then results the, the big health benefit to me, which is giving people the opportunity to flex their creative muscles. Yeah. And that that is so important to being a whole person, you know? And I've always felt that when someone's like, oh, I wish I could cook. Oh, I wish I could draw. And I'm like just try like who cares
0: you can people <laughs> are so bad of scared about being bad at it but it's like we kind of all are when you first start yes.
4: <laughs> well and who cares you don't have to ever have to even be good at it you know and that's what I've loved with the farmer's market like I started just doing um, I, I would just call them spring roll classes where basically I just grab vegetables from the market all kinds Because I noticed that that was the true issue that we're seeing, especially with young people. They go to the farmer's market and they see purple cauliflower and they're like, Oh my God, I don't even know how to cut cauliflower, let alone cook it. And I don't want anybody to know that, so I'm just not going to go over there. <laughs> That's the
0: biggest thing I've seen with, like, health coaching clients, too, is, like, they get all excited to meal prep, and then they realize they don't know how to boil an egg. And it's like, <laughs> Damn <a little>. uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's partially the kid's fault, but it's partially the parent's fault. Like, they just haven't, for whatever reason, like, the fast food nation, I guess, just caught on, and that hasn't been passed down as effectively I don't know
4: yeah no just recently um I was hanging out with a friend and he was sharing that he learned a lot of these basic skills in home ec classes and that we just don't have those anymore and I was like right I mean I actually did have um this like like surrogate grandma um this woman who treated me and my brother like her grandkids who taught us all kinds of simple things like how to fry an egg and how Mm -hmm. to sew a patch but i'm like right we did used to have home ec where you would just learn these simple things and so by removing these pieces we take for granted that having an opportunity to fail to try to um, express an idea and not be judged um, are really critical parts to just being a whole person. Yeah. Yeah, that developing that creative part of you is what gives you confidence in all the other areas of your life, always. I mean, even if you're an athlete, you know, if you want to be really great at whatever that athletic thing is, you got to be creative because there's already someone who's really good at it. So, like, it's it's just so interesting to me that um, it took this project... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're like why are there two thousand people here today <laughs> you know like every weekend you know like why is that family from westlake doing their photo shoot and that family over there is shooting a video for their grandma and this guy is filming himself tap dancing and this Two artists are working on a mural together and there's a breakdancing group up on the top. Why is this all happening at the same time in this one spot in Austin? They could be anywhere else. Why are they here? And so that's when I was like, hey, this is big, Yeah. you know. So, again, that's um, creating um, safe places for creativity to happen. I, I really think that that's that's the g- what's what is going on you cool. know yeah.
3: it's what's needed
4: yeah and so you know if you think about it social media immediately create a place that's not safe no yeah. you know like everything's magnified your failures are magnified but i would i would
0: counter argue that it has also connected people sure. on i mean like Absolutely. and that that's always the counter argument right but like as someone who's on social media way too much like it's it has created extremely unsafe places and I have seen the darkest corners of social media, but I've also seen things like where you find the other weirdos like you who are, who are like, I think I have this idea about this thing and you connect with them and you might never meet them in person, but like you feel as if you're friends because you are on the same wavelength about whatever it is.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then truly, you know, um, if you are an artist and creative, and once you have gained the courage or tried, you know you have to put yourself out there, you know. And so it has been hugely beneficial for that, and made our world a smaller place. That to me is important for us to understand and communicate. Um, so yeah, I think that um, my my point is just when we when we when we had the explosion of social media happen, I think having this physical space called Hope Outdoor Gallery then became something even more significant.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I admire artists because if you put your heart and soul into something and you present it whether it's in the form of stage or you know physical paintings you have to be prepared for the backlash of people basically saying, you know, I like it, I don't like it. They would just walk by it sometimes, you know. Maybe they're just like I don't get it. You put that stuff on social media, though, then it's more like, yeah, you should probably just never be an artist and never pick up a paintbrush again. And it's just kind of like, that's discouraging, right? It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing, because nowadays, you have to be an artist in that kind of realm, rather than go the whole realm of doing like a physical gallery, a show, you know? And, and I think it's hard enough as it is, trying to be a struggling artist. And this city was built on that. People used to come here and say, I'm going to make it in Austin. And then it's going to lead to other places here. And that's just not happening anymore. And it's unfortunate. And I'm just wondering what's going to happen to the Austin community. You have this creative flow coming in with techies. And that's always been there and entrepreneurs. But then it's more like what about the person who is going to create something out of thin air. This, you know, diamond in the rough. And all of a sudden they create something that inspires thousands of people. I mean, like Live a Great Story, for example. The most simplest sticker is all over the world.
0: I think you're seeing that from the perspective of the music industry. That's yeah. always been here. But like you're saying the art, the, the visual arts industry is just now budding in Austin. Like what are you seeing with all that? Um, well, I just to be clear, this is where we start talking about how much positive feedback Andy started receiving when she did open her walls. This is where the audio cut out just a little bit. So wanted to clarify. That's where the audio goes right here
4: had artists sign up, you know, and we were like, okay, you get this wall, you get this wall, you get this wall, but then, you know, it was, it was just interesting, like, um, the, you know, the, learning the difference, too, between muralists, sh- like, street artists, graffiti artists, um, you know, that there's a whole plethora of art forms just in this, in these fields, right, um, so, so yeah, I mean, then, then when we'd see, see I'm like, pfft, that wasn't even a designated spot. Like I didn't even look at that as a canvas part, you know, just this like smaller <laughs> concrete ledge. And yeah. suddenly there's a whole wheat paste on this. We're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Who did that, right? And um, so the build on it, I think it was by, th- by a year and a half that um, it start. it was intense, you know but the public didn't really know about it, the artists knew about it. Yeah. And they were coming and coming and then and then people were starting to go o- over other people's work. Uh. You know, which is was part it's part of the culture, you know? But nobody anticipated that by the time we got to like its highest pace that the artwork was changing every 48 hours. And so we have chunks like We've pulled off layers of the wall now That are at least this thick Of paint That's just paint She's got
0: two inches up in her Between her (laughs) fingers (laughs) If you're listening to this
4: (laughs) Yeah Like literally Thousands of layers
3: Of paint So cool (laughs) That's awesome That's so cool
2: I I mean I've seen people out there with tents That I imagine just like I'm doing this three day project Or something like that Like I, I, I can only imagine I don't know I've seen people out there with tents And like I guess they're going to sleep over because they want to finish that one thing that they're doing.
4: Um, <laughs> uh, there are all kinds of yeah. reasons why we've seen everything out there. Um, uh, I do some of my favorite moments. I'm, I'm real into sculpture. Uh, big fan. And uh, some of the installations I've seen just show up at the park. Damn. Like, w- I mean, one of my favorites is super simple. And it was very early on. And I remember... I was pregnant with my first little girl. So I was like waddling out there <laughs> and I see something in the ground. I'm like, what's that? So I walk over to it and then I look at it and I burst out laughing. So it was just this giant metal screw that was in the ground and then it had like a like a real estate kind of sign arm and hanging from that little sign said the word you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much <laughs> where I can I buy like, one <laughs> I know I was like this is so brilliant <laughs> <laughs> oh my
4: gosh I want this in my front lawn <laughs> like, and then we've seen you know a uh, stuffed alien on top of, uh, of a, a telephone pole out there or um, just before Leslie passed away someone just dropped off this tin can metal sculpture and then when Leslie passed <laughs> someone came and put a dress on it for Leslie of course I mean it's just so incredible the stuff that would happen there but um again back to the paint layers um that's when I realized like there there's a bigger need being fulfilled here so I came out to the park one day and I see one of our artists painting the big wall and it's just the 72 foot wall and and she's just out there it's like suns beaten down and she's just got a big roller on a pole and she's just painting the shit out of this wall you just <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like Lana oh my god what are you doing and she looked at me she's like I'm gonna get this commission in Russia and I was like oh <gasps> right and so I love sharing that with people too you know that um, when you want to hire an architect you want to see pictures of buildings they right if you want to hire a chef you want to taste the food that they made you don't want to see concept drawings you don't want to see recipes of things they want to try someday so the hope outdoor gallery became a place where artists would go paint a concept take a picture of it and then submit it to get an actual job or commission and they were getting work that's cool that's, cool. that's yeah. awesome so again so like a visual so an open mic you you go um, even for comedians, right? You go film yourself actually on stage doing something and that's what you send. You t- you don't want some like here's me doing stand up in my in my bathroom. Here's <laughs> an audio <laughs> clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like um, and so that's you know and people are like, "Man, that piece went up yesterday." And and the, but the artist was fine. You know, the artist would finish, take a picture, good. Like I had artists start to tell me that on the weekends there would be artists standing and waiting for an artist to finish,
3: and so they can go over it. Yeah, <laughs> and Stan- let the paint dry just for a second. Yeah,
4: standing there with buff paint, like, <laughs> yeah. and the artist <laughs> who's working is like looking at them like, oh my god, dude, like just let chill. me enjoy
3: this. Let me enjoy this for a second. Yeah,
4: uh, oh, so intense. That's cool that's amazing
3: though did you ever imagine it was like because you never would have imagined like those scenarios you're just like we just want a place where people can paint
4: right no of course like exactly just so many things that we learned and as as we went along then we would if we saw there was another need happening then we add to that you know and so that's what that's how the planning process is going with the new park development you know that um and then say even in, in our Hope Farmers Market, you know, when we launched that, I'm like, okay, there's there's already the Saturday market from, you know, eight to noon. If I'm gonna do this, what's the need that we're fulfilling? So I'm like, well, people, students and people who work in the service industry and artists and musicians they can't get up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> right. So I'm like, and.
0: if Just we're at me, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: um, yeah. So then, uh, you know, um, and, and then, like, f- if we're going to do this, it needs to be another opportunity for these farmers and vendors and artists to make money. Yeah. So I'm like, we're going to do it on Sunday. And it's going to be during brunch time. Our market's going to be Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3. And maybe it can also be a bit more educational for young people. You know, if you've got elderly and family and just the people who can make a Saturday 8 a.m. market is this group. You no. know, ha- so what can we do over here? So that's that's what's still happening with our farmer's market, you know, as we are in the middle of um, – the whole new development that's happening there, 800 new condos are being built, all these new commercial businesses, I just found out Google is in the big building there, you know, that that we then pay attention to that and figure out how our project can help fulfill that need. Yeah. Um, and again, to help, you know, support whole people.
3: Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, this is created by artists for artists. And yes. they see the sincerity behind it, right? The authenticity, the the need for it, right? It'd be a lot different if it was, like, a corporate takeover that says we're going to help artists, right? Like, you can kind of see through that, right? I, I just, it's incredible that I can see it now The artists are basically driving all over the country, going place to place, like, I'm going to stop off in Austin because it's like a rite of passage, right? Like, I want to go and put my work on there just to say that I did it.
4: Oh, was definitely, I mean, it's, it is weird now that we're closed, because we get emails and phone calls daily sure. of people that, because schools would come, um, you know, A- Austin is the bachelor, bachelorette party capital yeah. of the country. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we'll <laughs> get calls like that, like, hi, I'm I'm playing the bachelorette party for my friend, and... We all just want to know if Hope Outdoor Gallery is still open because we want to come by.
3: That's like on the trip, like on the tour. Oh yeah. That's oh. cool.
4: Oh, uh, the number of quinceañeras and bachelorette <laughs> parties, that limos that were just, just, just like chicks and young girls just like pouring out with spray <laughs> cans at our park. On oh, a, they
3: actually wanted to paint on there.
4: Oh yeah, yeah yeah. No, it was. i There's so many. So many amazing moments that we were all like, "What the fuck?"
3: <laughs> Wait, so do you ever see something that, like, they're doing, and you're just like, "No, no, 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 don't do that."
0: Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, I know profanity. Yeah, I stuff thought like there was like, right? I thought you had to like uh, apply to paint on there and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Like
4: we we had a whole paint pass program, and you know, try this, try that. So, so again, um, that's what's great about the new art park development. You know that we we got nine years to learn all these things. Yeah. And by the end, it was so popular, and we weren't going to invest in the infrastructure there because <coughs> we weren't going to be there permanently, yeah. you know. But um, by the end, it was really like, oh, my God. Like, okay, all this is important. How will we, you know, plan for this at the new park? And But really? You know, like I've, I'm loving that this safe place to be creative is like, feeling good for everybody and and i love the stories that have come from this where you know people who are dentists uh, or engineers or like people who have never tried uh spray painting or doing any art before did it at hope outdoor gallery and now they are actually being commissioned to make murals and but not only that found their own community of friends yeah. I think that's really what we were seeing—that the amount of community that was happening—and I think that really adds to a healthy life. Yeah. You know, um, you know that uh, that one of our artists who's a dentist and then started spray painting, and now it wasn't just about him discovering this art form; it's him and his wife found their tribe. Yeah. You know, and they sp- they they hang out and yeah. go to art shows, and that's their whole community now. You know that he was like. I'm
0: don't really like hanging out with dentists <laughs> 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 they're
4: boring <Yeah. laughs> or, well i mean I'm, you know she's like i'm not gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> no not at all you know it's
3: just uh hey i get it i get it there's there's a an eclectic side to all the artists right and that's it's not like they're trying to outdo one another they're just saying i'm an individual and this is a representation of me and I loved Leslie when he was here. He was a representation of the creativeness of Austin, and if it was you're, weird. If you're not
0: from Austin, Leslie was a homeless man who would dress up as a woman a lot and run for mayor. And run for mayor. Yeah, but he was a
3: symbol of Austin because he was that creativeness, the the, the liberal, the 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 idea that you can be anyone here. And when he died, part of that culture died with it. I, at least in my opinion, because I grew up here in Austin, I saw a little change and shift, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, and that's you know, I've I've only been here 23 years total, but only now <laughs> only God. <laughs> well, but that that's what I find interesting. You know, it it was uh, ju- it just the right time to understand all these parts. Yeah. You know, and um, and I do feel that that the whole um, keep Austin weird, which was a campaign that launched, you know, only. Late
3: 80s or early 90s or something yeah it was early 90s i mean it's um you know that uh the
4: the new hope outdoor gallery art Park we see as kind of version 2.0 you know that we're not trying to keep austin weird you know we are this new part of what um just keeps austin creative
3: yeah yeah i love it i love it and yeah, you're almost done with your IV. I think you. I yeah. think you're done.
2: Yeah. You want to speak about what's in here?
3: Oh, sure. Um, since we're on the subject, <laughs> um, can I tell can I tell the listeners what you got in your IV? Sure. Cool. So um, I put some detoxers like NAC. I put a little bit of lysine, taurine, and vitamin C in there just because of the weather change. I figured immune boosting. Why not? I didn't put a whole lot of B vitamins because between your drink uh, and the energy in there, you probably don't need. A whole lot. I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that too. That's why it wasn't like dark red. But um, the lightness was a lot of the calming like B vitamins, you know. And then um, I think you might not feel anything right now, but it should probably last out most of the day and then hopefully, you know, the weekend or so. But um, I mean, for the most part, whenever someone gets an IV, I can load up as many vitamins in there as possible, you know, as opposed to a little shot that I can only give so much
4: gotcha yeah and like can you ever like od on or like over like i know this sounds
0: formal. you can od on certain vitamins and minerals but we're very careful about which ones are put into the IV.
3: i would say any of the ones that you got there you would have to go extremely ridiculous high amounts and i don't think you'd ever get close to that but no if to ask to answer your question no the ho- the worst side effect is that you're just going to be really hyper and you won't be able to go to sleep tonight but <laughs> yeah it's not going to happen so
4: yeah i mean i'm not worried at all <laughs> i'm more like um, just wondering cuz i think i and maybe maybe this is something that lots of people think like um, like i i have my multivitamins or and yeah yeah since i was a kid i've always thought oh whatever my body doesn't need i'll just pee it out yeah. Yeah. Is that true?
0: For water to soluble. A to, a yes. st- to
3: a certain extent, yeah. Because the B vitamins, yeah, that will happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're okay. So you can't toxify all B vitamins. Like, it's just, it'd almost be impossible just because, yeah, like, because uh, it's water soluble. Water mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're going to flush them out of your system or whatnot. But yeah. I can tell you this when we had to start doing this, you talk about testing, it, the artistry kind of aspect of it. It's like we come up with a new formula. I'm like, who's around here? Baldo, come here. Let me test this on you give it to him or me and then we could tell other people like what we experienced with it so that meant like doing a shot every day or doing a drink every day or an iv and just basically putting it to the test so if there was anyone who would toxify on it by now it probably would have been us too <laughs> and I th- we're still here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no i i
4: yeah i just was no but that's a good question
3: though because people ask that they're like all right, so what's the worst case scenario? What are the side effects, right? Because with medicine, you're like, what are the side effects? I'm like, um, you lose weight, you have a better digestive tract, better mood, you sleep better. And they're like, yeah, what are the side effects? I'm like, those are the side effects. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. That's what happens. So, so yeah, I mean, so that's why a lot of people, um, like it's a replenishment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I function better now that I have this in me and this is what I notice. So, like, for example, if you were to say, what am I going to notice with this? I don't know. How do you detox? Are you going to go home and like get the best night's rest ever? Or are you going to go home and say, I have the clarity now to go draw? <laughs> That'd be really cool. If you went home and started drawing, maybe it was the conversation, maybe it was the vitamins. But if you went home and drew, I'd be happy. John would take full credit. I would take full credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> it's like, I painted <laughs> <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. John cool. would ask I'm, I'm for your co-artist. I'm right Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I just
4: take like, <laughs> pictures. Make like, sponsored by Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I
3: like it. Marketing, I like it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> are we on time? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: if we want to wrap this up, her IV's done. Let's yeah, okay, it was cool. so cool talking with you. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we
3: we we got an artist's perspective on everything, and I can't tell you how we are excited we were to have you on here. We're gonna have you on again. Maybe next time we can broadcast from the new building. Yes. Yeah. Which definitely. will be opening in July. Well, no, not breaking ground. Oh, breaking <laughs> ground! Breaking <laughs> ground! Breaking <Yeah>. ground! <laughs> which is
4: which is still unofficial. Okay, so,
3: so we're, we're we're spilling the beans here, but it's getting closer, and yes. the, and the, the pictures look great. Thank you. Um, you'll be able to fly over can it you, uh, and see. Can you go online right?
2: somewhere and look at those renderings already?
4: Um, yeah. No, I mean the one rendering is totally public. We released that um last November, and um, yeah it's yeah so where can we
0: where can we get in touch with you and find out more about like what your organization's doing and follow you guys along and all that stuff
4: you know our social medias are actually the best place um you know Facebook and Instagram for Hope Campaign and Hope Outdoor Gallery and Hope Farmers Market um yeah those are really the best places
0: got it I'll put all those in the in the show notes yeah
4: yeah Awesome. Well. Cool. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate thank it you so much. Yeah, thank you.